Hello, hello, and welcome to the Meet Mediocrity Podcast, Season 3, Episode 10. My guest today is Valerie baudet Bacanet. Valerie is a communication consultant based in Paris, and she has some interesting insights about communication, um, both written and oral, and she shares a little bit of insight about how she coaches or consults with her clients about how to effectively communicate. Ready to hear more about it? Let's get started. Podcast, Season 3, Episode 10. So before I get to Valerie, let me quickly cut to the YouTube channel. I have been talking about my YouTube channel for a few weeks now. I think we're five or six weeks into it. I've been pleasantly surprised with the number of views my videos have gotten. Now, my expectations were pretty low. So the fact that I've gotten about 100 views of my videos in over the course of six weeks is actually very exciting to me. Um, the videos, if you haven't checked it out, you go to YouTube, you go to the search bar, you type in Meet Mediocrity, you'll see me, and you get every week a weekly um, video, five minutes or less, something that I'm doing for my health and wellness. Um, and I just share what I'm doing because I think it might be relatable and might be useful. And I try to have a little fun with the videos too. So check them out. Less than five minutes. Something you can do in between whatever. So um, the YouTube channel. The second thing I would say is to please subscribe to my newsletter. Go to meetmediocrity.com. Put in your email address. And that gets you subscribed to my newsletter, which gives you a nice, concise weekly update on everything Meet Mediocrity, including an exclusive wellness tip just for the Meet Mediocrity newsletter subscribers. So now, enough of that, enough of my public relations or um, Public uh, TV commercial, if you will, and uh, over to my conversation with Valerie. So Valerie is a good personal friend of mine and Meredith's. Um, her husband, uh, Jean Christophe, was a guest on the Meet Mediocrity podcast, mm, I think about six weeks ago. Um, Valerie is a communication consultant. She has her own firm. She's based in Paris. Um, the company's name is Val & Co., and um, she consults with a lot of business people and um, even some local politicians about how to communicate better. And, you know, I really liked speaking with Valerie because she is practical yet thoughtful about communication. You know, she really coaches people on, you know, ask yourself what you want to communicate. What is your message? Why do you want to put it out there? And put yourself in other people's shoes. Think about how is that going to be received? And is it going to be received the way you want it to be received? And through that coaching, she helps people refine their message 
refine the delivery of their message and connect better with their intended audience. And frankly, to me and to Valerie, this, if we, if we human beings do a better job at communicating, we could have what I, what we called on this podcast, the golden age of communication, something that will bring human beings who right now seem to be pulling apart, seem to be polarized, bring us back closer together by understanding where each other are coming from and communicating more thoughtfully with each other, whether that be spoken communication or written communication or group communication through social media. So without further delay, here's my conversation with Valerie baudet Bacanet. So Valerie, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm so... very excited. Yes. And very like, ooh, I'm it's first time in the podcast for me. So wow. Well, it's, it's not it's not my first time on the podcast, <laughs> but but you were one of my first listeners. So that makes me even more happy to have you. <laughs> oh, thank you for that. Um, so Valerie, um Look, I've known you for a long time, and um, we talk a lot more about personal and family things than about our work lives. Um, but I know you're a communication consultant, and I know, or at least I'm hopeful, that um, the world is about to enter an age of what I would call um, an age of uh, the golden age of communication. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, well, I'm, I'm very hopeful because, um, <laughs> Valerie, we really need it. Um, you know, there are so many um, polar extremes in the world these days, whether it's um, racial or economic or political or cultural, and um, it's dividing human beings instead of bringing human beings together. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd love to get, uh, before we get into how we bring the world together, Valerie, can we start a little bit with? You, um, as a communication consultant, how you arrived at that and how you help your clients. Okay, so um, I'm a communication consultant for 15 years now. Uh, before I was communication manager in the company, and uh, but at the beginning I was supposed to uh, be a journalist. Uh, I go to I went to school to become a journalist, but it was very difficult. So I chose another way and. I became a, a, communi- a communication manager or consultant. Um, my job is to help um, the people to um, display, display a key message to the public, mm-hmm. which are uh, sincere, uh, trustful, and that uh, the public can trust. See, it's very important because otherwise you you are advertising. It's not the same business communication. Right. It's more about uh, putting uh, get the information to the right public the right way. So and, it's interesting. So that's different than advertising. Advertising is all about the product. Yes. Communicating is all about the person delivering the message. Yes, it's about the relationship between the the person who delivers the message and the person who is uh, public of the message. And the, the, the right point, to, my, my aim is to get them to the right point where they can 
stuck together in a certain way. Yes. <laughs> Even if it's uh, somebody is talking in in a podcast or in a, right. in a radio show to for a public, it doesn't know what actually if if the public understand, but it tries his best. <laughs> And that's my point. You have to try your best to be able to say what people can listen to, can understand, and wants to deliver to other people, which is the other good news. Uh, if you are very good in communication, when you are, your key message is good, you're pretty sure that lots of people wants to share it. So, Valerie, it's interesting. It, obviously, communication is there's two sides to every communication, right? There's yes, the, 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 the giver, the giver, and the receiver. Um, it sounds when when you're so if you have a, a typical client that you're advising, um, tell me a little bit about how you advise the communicator to communicate better, and then tell me a little bit about how you advise them to be someone that their audience can listen to. In other words, right? How do you speak it, but also what do you speak so they receive it well? Okay. Uh, the first thing is I'm listening to them. The first thing when I when I met uh, when I met a new client, my first thing is to ask the why. Why are you doing this? Why do you want this? Why are you asking me to come with to help you? Why are you uh, uh, going to speak to those people? Why? 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 And and when I'm finished with that, I tell them. Okay, now we're gonna ask your client or the people you want to talk to. You, we're gonna ask them what do they want from you? Do they want? Do they really want something from you? And if they want something from you, what do they want or what do they need? So usually, I pick on my missions with a huge, um, a huge uh, meeting with the client, like about the why's, and just after that. A uh, quick questionnaire uh, to the, the stakeholders, yep. the main stakeholders, to know what they want. And after that, we can discuss. <laughs> we can discuss what we can do and how we can talk to those guys. I'd like to understand the stakeholder questionnaire side a little bit. Um, one of the things you and I spoke about is that you have a... Um, a wide array of, of clients. And you said you're usually um, B2B. So you're, you're, you're mm -hmm. dealing with, you know, either small businesses or you mentioned some, some local politicians and things of yeah. that nature. So, you know, how do you get to the right stakeholders and the right kind of cross, cross um, function of all the different potential stakeholders? Uh, you know what? We have a chance in France. Uh... We are very good at uh, uh, criticizing things. So <laughs> even the, the the stakeholder that was advised by the client, uh, like who he knows me really well, and I'm trust him, and uh, and you know perfectly that the guy is just uh, going to sell you what the client wants. Right. Uh, if you're good enough, he's going to criticize something, and you have the, you have the real version. You have the trust. That's a good thing of being French. So, if you, so, you, you, so what you're saying is if you ask the right questions in France, you're likely to get good feedback or interesting uh, or useful feedback. 
Uh, it's a good thing of having been having a formation as a journalist mm-hmm. because I, uh, you ask, I'm not very, you ask, I'm not, you ask the right questions. <laughs> yeah, and if uh, if I don't have the good answer at the beginning, I search another way. See, uh, it's it's quite difficult for me to explain that in English, but. Uh, like I in French, I would say something like, uh, if, the, the, if I have to go from the window, for, through the window, I will go through the window right. <laughs> if needed. So uh, when I'm in their office and asking them questions about my future client or my client, I'm not going to let them go without answering my questions. They have to answer me. So and me... usually they're they they're very good because you know what people like to help actually. I, I, it's I under... very rare. No, I understand. They don't want to help. I understand that people people do like to give uh, useful feedback, but here but here's where here's where I'm trying to build the bridge between your client or any of us and the people we're communicating to because you know if you think I think about you know let's just say. A business person who's got a wide range of client of cust- potential customers, or a politician who has a wide range of constituents, and you're 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 advising your client how to communicate, but they might be communicating to people of different cultures, mm-hmm. people of different economic statuses, or um, people of different um, ethnicity. And in order to communicate effectively with a wide range of, of people, you need to be very attuned to, you know, a large number of things when you communicate. How do you navigate that? Um, I, I think uh, you cannot embrace everything. Right. See? So you have to, to have a point of view, actually. Uh, the company, the mayor or the owner, um, he has to decide his point of view. What what is his aim? What is his vision of what he's doing? And uh, we confront it with with, uh, to, with the stakeholders, and we try to find the point of meeting, yeah. <laughs> the point uh, the point of meeting. And it's when you when we find that we. Um, we set all the key message around this point of view. Mm-hmm. And if we have this point, this common point, you can build. You can build different messages. Yes. You can say uh, some things more subtle for a public who wants to uh, understand, analyze, etc. And if you are want, you have a public just, just want to see, just need something very rapid, you give them like two sentences. It's okay. And it's enough. But the main thing is to find the common point, the common point of view. So it sounds like what you're saying, and I want to get this down to human to human in a second, but it sounds like what you're saying is you you can come up with main messages that, that are not universal, but but abroad that a lot of people will relate to. Yes, and then exactly. you can come up with sub messages or smaller messages or a couple of sentences to specific stakeholders 
that will resonate with them. Exactly. So the, the, the message that you're describing to me, Valerie, is one where you're trying to find common ground mm-hmm. with the person you're speaking with. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit. If, I, if we're going to actually have a golden age of communication, um, I'm, not, I'm not that concerned about how to advise politicians how to speak. There are people who are above, above my level on, in the world who are doing that. But I think it really starts with how people communicate with people. And, and you, yeah. know, you know, having, an, having you know, it's cliche, but you hear all the time, you know, treat your neighbor as you'd like to be treated or mm-hmm. stand in someone else's shoes or understand where someone else is coming from. So, Valerie, you know, think about you speaking with, um, you know, a customer who's got a difficult client or who has or or a, a difficult relationship with a family member or something. Mm-hmm. How, how do we get, how do we get people to communicate effectively with the person who's across the table from them drinking a cup of coffee? Hmm. Uh, I like this expression to stand in the, in the other people's shoe. Yeah. I like it. And I was, uh, I was very surprised when Joe Biden uh, say it, Yes. Say that in the in his inauguration speech, and I was like, "Ah, oh, yes, my mom used <laughs> to say that." Uh, and it's true, but uh, uh, it's different. It's different because between knowing that it's true and doing it, and right. doing it, it's very difficult because you have to put your ego apart mm-hmm. for a while. You have to be listening, like. You're not existing at uh-huh. almost. Yeah. But you have to listening like you're not going to answer. You're not here for answer. You're just here for listening. To, uh, to be very sincere, very open, very like a blank page for yeah. the other to uh, to write on it. So no, so no preconceived notions, no preconceived yeah. filters. You um, have to try at least. <laughs> so, but but Valerie, one of the things that you're very good at, and and I've noticed this just in our, our informal conversations, is you create. Uh, you seem to create a bit of a profile that um, of the person you're speaking with, but it's an open profile. So, for example, like when you and I speak about different people, you you, you um, observe uh, what what's their culture. You know, a French person is different than an American generally, right? Um, you know, perhaps a person from a poor economic background might be different from someone from a rich economic background. And you kind of, what I've noticed about you is you draw a bit of a profile, but it's not etched in stone. It's kind of a loose yeah, yeah. profile that allows you to go into the conversation a little bit more open-minded. And a little bit. So, so tell me a little bit about how you do that. Yeah, I, I understand what you say. Um, it's 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 like being a spy. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. Go ahead. <laughs> now, uh, um, it's 
I, you know, I, I came from a different background from where I am right now. Uh, my parents, uh, I, I was raised in a little village in the center of France, uh, like uh, at the end of the world. And I was raised in a very uh, middle class um, French family. Uh, most of my, I'm, I'm the first one uh, um, in my family to graduate from university. And not only university, but uh, a big school in France, uh, quite famous school in France. So I'm I'm coming from another place. Yes. And I think it makes me more um, more. Uh, I can listen more to people coming from different places. Yeah. I know th- what it is to be different. Yes. N- not to be. Uh, I don't know. Th- it's difficult to fit in sometimes. I understand. And so I'm, and I, I, I learn the hard way <laughs> yeah. uh, to uh, to think about people um, not as you uh, a block of rock, but of a pieces of different things. Yes. Different sounds, different uh, woods, different. Uh, and I know also that at one moment you can be very nice and very uh, open. And 10 minutes later, because you were upset by something, you can be harsh and difficult and aggressive. I know that because I, I used to be like that. So I know. <laughs> and and uh, so I'm always trying to. Um, to spy the sign that people um, give you about who they are. These signs are not um, in what they say sometimes. It's uh, in what they, how they move or they look in you. For example, people, some people never look you, uh, you in the eye. Right. It tells you something. And you have to take care of them because if they avoid direct eye contact, maybe they're shy, right. even if they look very confident. You need to be, you need to, but you need to actually. So, what you're saying is you're almost, when you say you're being a spy, I, I, I agree with you. I actually um, use the analogy of being a um, detective because yeah. someone doesn't look you in the eye. They could be shy, they can also yeah. be dishonest. Yeah. They can, they can be. Um, they can also have attention deficit disorder, and they're already thinking about something else. So you almost have to be observant of what they're doing, but then, but don't draw a strict conclusion. No, never. from that from that observation. Yeah, I love this. Yeah, because you because you cannot trust yourself all the time. Right, of course not. <laughs> you have to. You have to know that you can. You you can be wrong. So. Yes, maybe it's that way, but let's give it a try. Let's go further and we'll see. So that's what that's what you, that's what I and see. You just described what I what I meant when I was saying what thing I like about you is you go into a conversation with a I'll call it like a premise or a theory about the person based upon what you know, but you're not so strict in in, in that you're creating a a stone. You're 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 you're, you're being flexible and you're saying. Let's test my theory, and then I'll change my theory. But the, yeah. thing, the thing you're doing, and this is what I love about you, Valerie, is you're, you're testing a theory in order 
to relate to the person you're speaking with. And that's, that's ultimately, as a communication consultant, that's your goal. Yeah, but you know what? Um, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I was aware of, about that before we talk about it. <laughs> well, you, well uh, I can tell you, I, we, when, when we discuss this, this is exactly what you do. <laughs> I'm always amazed that you're, you seem to be very perceptive, but my, my sense is that it's perceptive, but there's a formula to it. There's a, there's a process you're going through, maybe, maybe unconsciously, <laughs> process you're going through to be relatable. Yeah, uh, uh, I think I'm, I'm paying attention to that. Right. Sure. I, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I, I don't want people to feel bad around me because uh, it's, okay, I don't like that. But um, as you know, I have strong opinions. Uh, yes, sometimes you do. I, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I can be very, like, uh, tough on yes. my, the way I, I'm expressing what I think. So, um, as I know that I am like that, um, maybe I'm, I'm over trying to listen carefully about on the other, uh, the way the other people are, are dealing with my, my opinions. And that's all I learn how to be a detective. So, like, ooh, yep. don't that- be too, don't rush. Don't rush. Let let the let the, the relation uh, begin slowly, listening, and after that you can have a real conversation because you have built tr- you have built confidence. There you go. There you go. So this is this is great. This is kind of what I wanted to 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 discuss now. So okay. So we've discussed the fact that you know a conversation in order to to, to have a golden age of communication. Communication needs to be truly two-sided. When I say two-sided, it's letting the other person speak. It's understanding the other person. It's having a a um, a theory that you about the other person that you will 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 adapt based upon what you learn about the person, and and meeting that person, finding that common ground. Mm-hmm. One of the things we spoke about, Valerie, is how social media. Is, is real can, can be a very effective tool, but unfortunately, it's become a bit of a problem when it comes to yeah. communication. So, yeah, tell me a little bit about your your thoughts on social media. Uh, I'm very fond of social media. You're fond of social uh, media, okay? Yeah, uh, like I'm. Uh, you know what? When I was uh, when I had my first connection on the internet, it was uh, in the late century. I was happy as a child. Yes, I can speak to people all over the world. I can have information from all over the world. I was so excited. And I had the same level of excitation with uh, Twitter or Facebook or LinkedIn because you can talk to people who are like so different from you and who are from every background directly. You don't have to, you, you don't need anything else than a computer and a Twitter account. Yep. So that's a good part. And the, the, the store is good for that. But obviously, you can use it the other way. Like your former president uses yes, the, yes. the, the worst way. They, find, they finally shut down his Twitter account. And they said that the entire, um, the entire you know, temperature of the country you know, went down by like 20 degrees because 
It was it created yeah, so much stress for so many people. I notice it. I not uh, I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm far from your country yes. <laughs> because I'm in Paris. But I noticed that that Twitter was like more calm without Trump on it. Yeah. That's very funny, and yeah. I notice it. And but I'm not sure that I agree about the fact that a private company decides who can use the tool or not based on we don't know what. Agree. So that's another Agreed. story, that's and we're not talking that's about a different, that today. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Yes. But uh, social media is a tool, and that's the way you're using a tool. It's it's, it's always the same issue. Um, it's not about the tool, it's about the way you're using it. So for me, social media is an opportunity for your golden age. Uh, but we have to learn how to use it properly, uh, how to use it uh, with respect for each other um, and to agree uh, about one thing. When you are have a conflict with somebody it happens and it's life <laughs> you don't you it's not a good idea to avoid conflict conflict it's life and you have to have it but at one moment you have to agree of being opponent but just opponent not enemies and on this the golden age is at this condition you have to agree on disagreeing <laughs> right and uh, social media can use can be useful for that, but because you can discuss with a little um, as it is written. Usually, you write your message, you write your post, so you have time to think. Yeah. Take time to think what you're writing, and then we can use this social media to communicate better. But do not answer like you're in the, in the street and you want to say. Uh, uh, Bad word to somebody who hurt you. <laughs> See? Yep. Use the social media as a way to slow the conversation, to give time to the conversation in order to think properly of what you want to say and what the other is saying and um, to protect the, the conversation. That is Valerie. That that is there, there. There are a couple of things you said there that are incredibly meaningful to me. First, you know, think before you type. For goodness' sake, I mean, you know, I once had um, I was once given advice early in my professional career. They said um, when you write something, and then, and they were just talking about you know a memo, not not social yeah. media that the whole world could see, but they said. I want you to think about the person you would least like to read this ah. and assume they're reading it and, and, oh. and, and, and make sure you use that as a filter. Um, Good advice. The other thing is, you know, you talked earlier in the conversation before we got into social media, you talked about being a bit of a detective or a spy. <laughs> um, social media can give you a lot of insight into a person before you ever have an oral conversation with that person. Mm -hmm. And, and I, think that, right. I think that, um, you know, if you're communicating that, that there's, a, there's two, two sides to that. One, you really, um, as a poster onto social media, remember 
that people are judging you and creating a, a persona about you based upon exactly. your presence on social media. And secondly, not for the observer, go before you go meet with someone, I've, I always say spy on them a little bit. Yeah, you know, I mean, sure. if they have a dog, ask them about their dog. <laughs> if they like to go skiing, ask them about skiing because you're going to be able to relate to them immediately, whether they're, uh, whether they're liberal or conservative or from a rich neighborhood or from a poor neighborhood. You talk about their dog and they're going to like you no matter what. And that's the good news with this social media and uh, this age of internet, because you know a lot about the people you are going to talk, and so you can find these common points you have yes. before uh, meeting them, before so, talking to them. So Those are getting, the good news. You're getting a sense of what it's like to stand in their shoes, so that when you <laughs> yeah. have a conversation with them, you can at least start to in, imagine what it's like to be in their shoes. Yeah. But you know what? There is one thing we didn't, we didn't speak about. Uh, there is a condition. What's the condition? You want to want to talk to them. You want to want, you have to want to exchange with them. You, want, you have to want to learn about them. And yes. that's, that's, a, that's a, the first condition of your golden age, the golden age you want. It's a... It's a it's a um a a natural curiosity about the other person. Yeah, you have to. And not everybody to is like that. No, but we really, we really, as as a human race and as a society, you know, I'm not I'm not an overly religious person, but right, isn't there a saying, uh, "Do unto your neighbor as you'd want do unto uh, done unto yourself," or "Love thy neighbor as you love thyself"? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you know. It's it's been it's in the Bible. I mean, it's been there for thousands of yeah. years. Um, yeah. So you know, if if they knew this, if they knew this, and 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 religious leaders knew this thousands of years ago, it should apply to today. And yeah. you can't love your neighbor like you love yourself if you don't even take a minute to understand where your neighbor is coming from. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. Uh, and maybe that's where we lose something for the past 20 or 30 years, we lose this idea that the other people is not just a competitor in the life or in, for a job or whatever. It's also another me. <laughs> it's another human being with the same sensations, the same pains, the same um, problems from sometimes. And, and uh, I think we lose that little. We, we, we do you remember the song from Sting in like uh, I don't know uh, about uh, it was it was even police. It was about the fact that the, the Russian loves their children too. They say that again. The Russians uh-huh. love their children too. Yes, of course. That's, yes, yeah. That's um uh, uh what there's a song. Yes, it's a song, but uh, I can't was, remember um, the name. It was um it was uh. I think it was Sting or the Police. Yeah, yeah, it was Police of their children too, because it was during the cold. It was during the Cold War or something like that. Yeah, and it was you know, if, if the Russians love their children too, then they're not going to start a war because they'll be killing their own children as well. 
and, yeah. and, 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 and that, that is a great point, Valerie, because at the end of the day, if we all, if we all love our children and we all respect the fact that our neighbors love their children, maybe we can approach our neighbors with a little bit more uh, looking for that common ground. Yeah. Yeah. So Valerie, there's one other thing I want to touch on before we wrap up. And, and there's a, you, you sent me an article. <laughs> an article. The article was about perhaps the most interesting people are, the, are not you and me because we're speaking. It's the ones who speak <laughs> the least. <laughs> it's the ones who speak the least because they've got a lot going on inside their heads. And it was you said that article to me because it, it it resonated with you. I read the article and it resonated with me. So <laughs> tell me a little bit about you know that article and what you were thinking when you when you read it and sent it to me. Oh, uh, I was thinking about this guy was so loud, <laughs> and uh, you know I used to be like that, uh, and uh, I change a lot, and it's a good thing with aging. You learn, and you're you're getting mature, and you you. I hope you're going to be the best uh, part of yourself in the in the future. So anyway, uh, the thing is, uh, those people were very loud. They were. Everywhere, they are. They were. They were in the TV. They were in politics. They were in the social media. And I'm fed up with those people being so loud. Yes. And the, the good part in this article was that he says that those loud people, they are um, hiding the other people, the ones who are not talking but who are doing things, who are thinking about the way life is going, the way they, they, they can improve, and we're acting, we're moving, not just uh, talking, but moving. And that's uh, I like, because, um, because I'm a communication consultant, I'm usually accused of uh, selling wind. <laughs> yeah. But uh, what we do is, to help people to act. And I want to see my job as that. And I think uh, we have to be less loud to, um, to lower the tunes, yep. but to act properly. So, so, what you're, so interesting. So what you're saying is if we're, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're looking at your fellow human being, don't only pay attention to the loud one or the yeah, loud people. Exactly. In fact, it's the people who are less loud who might be more effective because they're the mm -hmm. ones who are thinking and they're often the ones who are doing. And, and we have to pay attention to those people as well. In fact, maybe even more so. And yeah, because my theory, my theory is that if you're speaking, you're not doing. You don't have time to do both. Right. So right. if you're speaking all the time, you're not doing anything which is interesting and we can, which can change the world. So uh, let's, less is more, actually. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more in a lot of ways, Valerie. So I'm going to wrap this up by thinking back to the beginning of the conversation. So at the very beginning of the conversation, one of the things you said was when you go into a client, you ask a lot of whys. Why this? Why that? It only takes a second to ask why. 
and then you listen. Mm-hmm. And you can't learn while you're talking. You can learn while you're listening. You could you you can get things done while you're doing. It's the it's the talking, talking, talking. Listen to me. I'm a podcast host. Um, <laughs> but 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 it, the talking when you're talking, you're not doing, and when you're talking, you're not learning. And when you're talking, you're not really relating to the person across the table from you. So what what so the conclusion I'm going to reach. I like your your final thought on it is if we're going to have a golden age of communication, we really need to do a much better job of observing and listening. Yes, I totally agree on that. We have to be more open, more uh, uh, at, oh, there is an expression in French, I cannot translate in English, but more uh, um in the situation that you can, oh, like a sponge. Like a sponge, yes. Like a sponge. You have to try to be like a sponge uh, in order to observe better and to make less less noise, but more action and more relation. Well, Valerie, all I could say is for someone who I know has been listening to my podcast from the very beginning, you. <laughs> this has been a, one of my favorite conversations of all of them so far. Oh, thank you very much. I enjoy it a lot. I you know, I enjoy to talk to you. <laughs> well, I enjoy speaking with you too, but, but this is such a timely topic, and it, it didn't feel manufactured at all. It was it's something that I think everyone could get something from. And if everyone takes a little bit of this, we make the world a little bit of a better place. A little bit. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Valerie, have a good rest of your day. And thank you again. Thank you very much. Okay, so I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. Um, You know, I really enjoyed speaking with Valerie because... I think that she's really, you know, she's a, she, she readily admits she has a strong opinion. <laughs> I have a strong opinion too. But she also admits that, you know, you can be opinionated, you can communicate in a thoughtful way if you just take a minute to understand what is it that you want your message to be? Who is your intended audience? And how are they going to be receiving the messages you want to deliver? And will they be receiving it in a way that you intend them to? Just that simple thought process could really change your communication style, your communication messages, and your effectiveness in delivering whatever messages it is you want to deliver, whether you're a business person, whether it's in personal relationships, whether you're a politician. It doesn't matter. The other thing that I thought was really interesting is how um, Valerie and I spoke about this article she had shared with me, which talks about interesting people being the ones who say the least, because <laughs> um, that often means there's a lot going on inside their heads. And the other thing that I thought that she said that I love is if you're speaking, you're not listening and you're not doing things. You're just speaking. So really, the ones who speak less are probably listening more and doing more, which does actually make them more interesting people. 
So Valerie, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I look forward to having more one-on-one conversations with you. Um, And I hope that all of the listeners enjoyed that conversation as well. So with that, here's the wrap up. If you're enjoying the Meet Mediocrity podcast or the YouTube channel or the newsletter or all of the above, please tell your friends to check out Meet Mediocrity. You can find everything on my website, meetmediocrity.com. You can also find the podcast, this podcast, anywhere that podcasts are played, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, everywhere. And you can find my videos on YouTube. You can also find them on my website. And of course, subscribe to the newsletter. So thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing with your friends. And please continue to think before you communicate. And... Be mindful of your fellow human beings and try to stand in each other's shoes and smile, stay safe, be healthy, and be well. That's it, everyone. Take care.